Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 121 of the podcast. And in this edition of the podcast, I am recapping the Boston Celtics season. That's right, my Boston Celtics. I am a huge fan of this team. I'm going to talk about the good and the bad, and let's start with the good. And I think this is the most important thing that happened this season for the Boston Celtics. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown developed in to star players. Both players averaged over 20 points after rough scoring years the year before. People seem to have forgotten that Jalen Brown averaged about 13 points last season and Jason Tatum averaged about 15 points. They were both able to bounce back in great fashion. Jalen Brown averaged about 20 points per game and Jason Tatum averaged about 23 points per game. Those are huge bounce back seasons for this duo. They became legitimate star players in the NBA. I mean, I had the legitimate fear that maybe those two players would not be able to bounce back from the controversies of last year, or maybe they had gotten too big of a head after going to the Eastern Conference Finals the year before, but they bounced back, and that is the most important thing that happened to the Boston Celtics this year, is that this is a duo that you can now build upon. They are legitimate talents that should remain the building points for your basketball team moving forward. You can now look at the next at least 10 years of basketball and hope that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are on your roster. You don't need to trade them away. They are core franchise players that you should build upon moving forward. And again, that was a big question mark coming into this season because at the end of last season, they were the two biggest question marks. How would they react now that they've gone through that controversy with Kyrie Irving? They were basically called out by a star NBA player as being the problem and this year they were the solution for the Boston Celtics so that's the best thing that happened to the Boston Celtics this season was that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were able to bounce back and not only bounce back but bounce back in a big way and become the two best players on this team. They took a backseat to no one. This wasn't Kemba Walker's team. This wasn't Gordon Hayward's team. This is Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown's basketball team and that is definitive moving forward and that's exactly what the Boston Celtics needed. They needed their two top three draft picks to play like elite franchise building players and that's exactly what they did. Especially Jason Tatum who made an all-star game and at points this season played like a top 10 player and is inarguably at least a top 15 basketball player right now. Jason Tatum is your best basketball player and Jalen Brown is his clear number two. So that's what should have happened last year. Another thing that was really crucial to this season for the Celtics and another thing I'll put in the good category was that the Celtics big man way outplayed expectations and I think by a lot. Daniel Tice and Ennis Cantor each had crucial moments for the Boston Celtics and a little mixed in with Robert Williams. I think the Celtics big men way outplayed expectations for what they had for them. I mean, they were able to sweep Joel Embiid. That's right. The Celtics big men helped you sweep the 76ers out of the playoffs. We all thought that the big men was the biggest weakness for the Boston Celtics and that did not 
to turn out to be the case at all. I think it actually turned into a bit of a strength for the team that they were able to have multiple guys contribute. Tice in particular is about to get a pretty good payday because of the season he just had for the Boston Celtics. I mean, that guy played his tail off this postseason and the regular season. He is a really decent big man, and Ennis Cantor was able to be a reliable force when you needed him to, and even in that series versus the Raptors, Robert Williams was able to have some really good moments moving forward. I think next season, Robert Williams should begin the year as your starting center. You might move on from Daniel Tice. It'll be interesting to see if the Celtics pay up for Daniel Tice. My prediction would be that they won't, but I think overall the Celtics big men way outplayed expectations. And yes, would it have been nice for the Celtics to have traded for a big man who could have guarded Bam Adebayo? Yes, it would have been nice to have Clint Capella, but I think for what they had, it's impressive that that group of bigs wasn't the biggest weakness for the Boston Celtics. Yes, they couldn't guard Bam, and that turned out to be bad for them in the conference finals, but the fact that they were able to make a conference finals with Ennis Cantor, with Daniel Tice, and with Robert Williams is impressive. We all thought this was going to be the Celtics' biggest weakness, and I don't even think I'd put it on the top of the list of the biggest problems for this team moving forward. I think it kind of turned into a mini strength. Cantor, for instance, really saved your season in Game 5. You were able to play your big men based on the matchups. I think overall, the Celtics aren't very deep at many other positions, but they did turn out to be pretty deep when it came to big men. They could reliably play all three of those guys whenever they wanted. Tice, Cantor, and Robert Williams. They kind of became a strength of the team when we all thought it was going to be their biggest weakness. And again, it wasn't anywhere near that big of a weakness. Another thing I thought that went really well for the most part of the season, despite at the end due to some injuries, Kemba Walker was the perfect guy to replace Kyrie Irving. It never felt like it was Kemba Walker's team, and when you needed Kemba Walker to be the man, for the most part, he was. Yes, he probably could have played better in that Miami Heat series and the Toronto series. He could have played better in the playoffs, but overall, I think he fits really well with this team, and moving forward, if healthy, I think he's the right guy to be the point guard for this team. He allowed this to become Jason Tatum's and Jalen Brown's team. It's not his team. It shouldn't be his team. He's a max player. He's a great scorer, but he allowed it to be Jason Tatum's and Jalen Brown's team, and that's something that Kyrie Irving would just not let happen, and so for Kemba Walker to relinquish power to the younger players, I think was a big bonus for the Boston Celtics. When you need Kemba Walker to be your main scorer, he can be there, but for the most part, moving forward, this is definitely Jason Tatum's team. And that leads me to this last thing that I think is very good for the Boston Celtics. The fact that they were able to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals after the chaos of last year, and I feel like for the most part, people are ignoring that. Think about who the Celtics had on their roster last year that they no longer have. There's no Kyrie, there's no Al Horford, there's no Terry Rozier, and there's no Marcus Morris. And yet, they weren't worse. In fact, they were even better, and they were able to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals after 
after going through that chaotic last season, everyone thought that that season was Brad Stevens' last great chance to coach a really good basketball team, and he proved them all wrong. And I think Brad Stevens and the Boston Celtics deserve a lot of credit. Not a lot of teams would be able to restructure their roster in that big of a way and not even be worse, but be better. Think about where your expectations were for the Celtics last offseason and for them to get all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm sorry. I think it's impressive that those young players took the next step to become your best players on the team and that a lot of the guys you didn't think you'd be able to rely on became reliable, like Daniel Tice out of nowhere. And the fact is, they were able to get to the Eastern Conference Finals where last year they were blown out by the Bucks after winning Game 1. That's where we were last year, and they lost all those guys, Kyrie, Horford, Rogier, and Morris. All of those guys were double-digit scores and guys you relied on and guys you thought were star players, Horford and Kyrie especially. For you to lose two of those major pieces and to not only get worse, but to get better and a lot better in my estimation. I feel better about the Celtics right now, even though they just lost than I did at any point last year. I thought last year they were going in a completely wrong, dysfunctional situation. And now they look to be going on the right side of things. You have Tatum, you have Brown. Yes, you have some issues. Are you going to bring Marcus Smart back? I don't know the answer to that. What's Gordon Hayward's about? I'll talk about that in a minute. But I think for the most part, you are headed towards the right direction. And after the dysfunction of last season, I think that's a good thing and a remarkable thing that not enough people are giving them credit for. Think about what your expectations for the Celtics were. You were thinking, ooh, we're replacing Kyrie with Kemba. This isn't really going to end up well. Ooh, best case scenario, they're in the first round and they lose. Well, guess what? They made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. They went further than the Sixers. They went further than the Raptors. They went further than the Milwaukee Bucks. I think this Celtics deserves some credit that they're not getting out there because think about the dysfunction of last year and how they were able to bounce back. Again, no Kyrie, no Horford, no Rozier, and no Marcus Morris. Yet, the Celtics were able to get to the Eastern Conference Finals because Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum became star players. Think about that, where they were last year and where they ended up. I think that's a pretty best case scenario for the Celtics. Now, that was the good of this season. Let's talk about the bad for the Boston Celtics. Let's start with the bench. The bench was not as deep as it should be, especially if you have an injury type player like Gordon Hayward. You need more scoring options off the bench. Grant Williams and Brad Wanamaker are okay, but the bench needs a serious upgrade. You need a Jamal Crawford type player. You need a Lou Williams type player to be a reliable scorer off the bench. This Celtics team's biggest weakness is that they're so top heavy. You have six players that you can rely on game in and game out. The starting five, Tatum, Brown, Kemba, Marcus Smart, Gordon Hayward, and Daniel Tice. After that, there's kind of a big question mark about who's going to give you something game in and game out. You need that guy to come off the bench and to score reliably, and the Celtics don't have that. They have guys that some nights they rely on and some nights they don't. I mean, is there an in-house candidate to become a reliable guy off the bench? Like, is Romeo Langford going to become a reliable scorer off the bench? I think that's a huge ask of him, so I would go out there and sign some veteran players to come off of the bench because that's what the Celtics need. They need an upgrade at the backup point guard spot, and they could probably use a backup big. They could use some more scoring options off the bench. You can't be so top-heavy that if Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have an off night, you can't 
can't win the basketball game. If you're so top heavy that if your starters play bad, then you can't win the game. There are other teams that can win when their starters aren't the best players on the court. Think about how deep the Clippers were. Yes, the Clippers are at the same place you are. They are home, but they were a deeper basketball team. I think the Celtics need to become a deeper basketball team, and hopefully a guy like Romeo Langford can contribute to that, but I think they need to go out and sign some guys and add depth to that bench, because that's what championship teams do. The Celtics might have been more talented than the Miami Heat, but there's no doubt about it that the Miami Heat had more scoring options than the Boston Celtics. Guys like Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and Andre Iguodala go great with guys like Bam, Jimmy Butler, and Goran Dragic. That's what the Celtics need. They need those type of guys to go along with Tatum and Brown so that the starting lineup doesn't have to carry all of the load. I don't think you need the sixth man of the year, but I think you need a guy who in game in and game out can come off the bench and score in the double digits and be a reliable presence. Another thing that wasn't very good for the Celtics this year was, of course, that Gordon Hayward dealt with another freak injury. Let's be honest. Can we be honest about that? It's not fair to blame Gordon Hayward, but it is a problem. It's a fact. He's not the guy that he was in Utah. He's not that reliable guy you need. He's not a superstar player. He's not even a star player. Yes, he can score 17 and 8, and that's nice, and he can be reliable when he plays, but he's not reliable in the fact that he doesn't play enough. You need Gordon Hayward to be there for a complete season, and that's the biggest question mark going into every season moving forward as long as Gordon Hayward is on your roster. Yes, he's going to pick up his contract option. He's going to be a part of this team, but as long as he's on the team, that's the biggest question mark. Will he be there when you need him the most to help you win a championship? And yes, he played in those final games versus the Miami Heat, but was he really healthy enough to contribute to help you win a championship? And the answer to that turned out to be no. And until that answer is yes, this contract in this situation is not working out. That's the reality. I feel bad for the guy. He's not the max player you ended up getting. He's not the guy from Utah. He's not 25-5-5 and like he was in his final season in Utah. And that's sad, but at some point we need to look at the facts and say he's not even contributing on a consistent level of that guy who can score 17. And you could really use his passing ability because he's one of those guys that doesn't cause as many turnovers as Jason Tatum does. He's a veteran presence who is a really good ball handler. You could use Gordon Hayward really, really well if he were able to stay healthy for all 82 games moving forward. Next year is probably the last year for Gordon Hayward in a Celtics uniform, and I hope he turns it around. But until he proves he can, it's going to continue to remain one of the biggest question marks on the boss. And Celtics is can Gordon Hayward contribute to a championship team without being injured? This is another thing I'm going to put in the bad category. This was probably one of the best chances for the Celtics to make the NBA Finals. There was no LeBron in your way. You can't use that as an excuse anymore. There was no Giannis Antetokounmpo in the Bucks. They didn't get past the Heat. And next year, you have the Brooklyn Nets to worry about. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are going to play. I don't know if they're going to live up to the hype and be a champion 
championship caliber team, but next year is not going to get any easier for the Boston Celtics. The Milwaukee Bucks are probably going to bounce back. Next year is going to be a lot harder path for the Celtics to get back to the NBA Finals. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's not very likely. This was your best chance. You got past the 76ers. You swept them. You got through the Raptors in a tough matchup, and then you had the Miami Heat, a team at the beginning of the season nobody feared. This was probably your best opportunity in the three times you've been to the Eastern Conference Finals to get to the NBA Finals, so this is a blown opportunity. I mean, the Celtics have made the Eastern Conference Finals in three of the last four years, which is good, but it won't matter until at some point in the near future, they need to make the NBA Finals to legitimize Brad Stevens as one of the best coaches in the league, which I think he is, and to legitimize Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown as one of the best duos in the NBA, which I think last year that they were, and it would have felt so good for the two of them to make the NBA Finals. That's something we all wanted to see. I mean, they did bounce back from last year, but it would have been fully bouncing back if they were able to make the NBA Finals. That loss to the Miami Heat really hurt. So that's the good and the bad when it comes to the Boston Celtics, but overall, I do like the direction where this team is headed. Are there some things that need to be changed? Maybe Danny Ainge will trade Marcus Smart. I think in that series in the Miami Heat, especially in that second half, the fact that Marcus Smart took the most shots in a pivotal game six is unexcusable. That guy should not be the guy taking the most shots in a second half of a basketball game where it's win or go home. That needs to be Tatum or that needs to be Brown. So maybe Marcus Smart is not the solution anymore. Maybe he's part of the problem. I mean, I can go on either way of that. I think Marcus Smart is the best defender on your basketball team. So if you replace him, you really need to upgrade defensively whoever you bring in. But offensively, I really do question whether or not that guy fits in with this team at all. I mean, he is just jacking three-pointers like he's Steph Curry, but the biggest issue is that he's not. And I also think last year taught you anything. It's that maybe giving more of the team to Tatum and Brown is a good thing. You get rid of Horford, you get rid of Kyrie, you get rid of Morris, and you get rid of Rozier, and you make it Brown and Tatum's team. And look, you get paid off with a trip to the Eastern Conference Finals. Maybe you get rid of Marcus Smart and it becomes more of Jason Tatum's and Jalen Brown team and you're able to make it to the NBA Finals. Maybe that's the best route for the Celtics to go. The more this basketball team becomes Jason Tatum's and Jalen Brown's, the best for the Boston Celtics moving forward. That's where this franchise is going. It's going in the younger direction. This is Tatum and Brown's team. It's not Marcus Smart's team. It's not Gordon Hayward's team. It's not Kemba Walker's team. And that's what's best for the Boston Celtics because their future rests in the hands of Tatum and Brown. And when it comes to Marcus Smart, he is a very clutch player when you need him. It feels like he can come up in those big moments. But the issue with Gordon Hayward being injured is that Marcus Smart goes to your starting lineup and he starts to get the confidence of a starter. He starts to jack up shots. I feel like this guy, it's okay to have a guy jacking up shots if he's coming off the bench and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are not in the game. But 
when those two players are in the game, I cannot have my backup point guard jacking up shots like he's Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. I'm sorry. That's inexcusable. I can't end another season on that route. So if it's the best thing for the Celtics to do, I think they should possibly move on from Marcus Smart. Or you have to get Marcus Smart to commit to his role that he can't be jacking up those kind of shots because I need Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to be the guys taking the most shots on this basketball team moving forward. Gordon Hayward and Kemba Walker can be part of the mix. Marcus Smart can be part of the mix. But I need Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to be the consistent shot takers on this basketball team moving forward. So overall, I think if those guys are the primary shot takers on this team, the future looks bright for the Boston Celtics. But listen, we're beyond the fact of them getting first round picks. We're beyond of them rebuilding. This team needs to make the NBA Finals. Brad Stevens needs to make the NBA Finals. I think he's one of the best head coaches in basketball, but he needs to prove it by getting this team to the NBA Finals. He's gone to the Eastern Conference Finals with Isaiah Thomas as his best player, Jason Tatum as his best player, Jalen Brown contributing, but he needs to make the NBA Finals so that we can legitimately say he's a top five head coach in the NBA. And I think at some point, sooner rather than later, he's going to get to that because I believe in the Boston Celtics moving forward. This was a rough loss to the Heat, but I think overall, this was a pretty good year for the Celtics. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Ad Dad Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, so please rate, review, and subscribe.